Thanks for downloading and welcome to Take Orally, the podcast from NUH Dream, Queen's Medical Centre, Nottingham. This podcast is a live recording of our first session on unblinding research, introduction to audit, quality improvement projects and research. As ever, all information is correct at the time of recording. Any guidelines mentioned are correct for Nottingham University Hospital's NHS Trust. Other trust guidelines may vary. All views and opinions are the speaker's own. So just so I've got an idea of who's in the audience, who here is of a research persuasion? Awesome. Who is a student? Awesome. Educators, nurse practitioners, doctors. Awesome. Excellent. So, hello everyone. My name's uh, Jamie. I'm one of the teaching fellows here in Dream. I'm also one of the doctors in the emergency department. And um, together with Claudia, we've helped create this um, new course called Unblinding Research. Couldn't have done it without Claudia, so I think we need to give Claudia a round of applause first. She's about to leave Dream and this is a, a great legacy that she's left us with. The idea is that this is a course I think that we came to the idea of doing when we'd realised that we were having some difficulties with some journal clubs and that actually research is one of the things that people can sometimes struggle with, sometimes be put off about, when actually if you went in it in a systematic way, going through it from the very basics forward, actually it's a very enjoyable and rewarding thing to look into. And that's the idea of this course. If you are going to tweet about it, please use the hashtag unblindingresearch. Thank you. Uh, so this very first session is an introduction to audit, research and quality improvement. Okay, there's going to be a bit of group work which might make things interesting. Uh, and we're just going to go through some of the basic concepts of audit, research and quality improvement in healthcare. Uh, three words that we can use that we all need uh, to involve when we're coming to clinical practice that can make us feel a little bit like this stormtrooper here, a little bit overloaded. Uh, Hopefully though, uh, this will uh, make s um, some of these things start to make a bit of sense. Um, we've come up with a whole curriculum and in this session these are some of the guidelines here. These should all be on your reflective practice. Hopefully using this performer will help you uh, come with your reflective practice to look back on this session uh, for your portfolio. The idea is that this is a nice friendly environment. If anybody has any questions please put your hands up and ask them. There's a chance that somebody else in the room is also wondering them. Uh, I appreciate there are people here in, in the room who are more experienced with research than others. Um, I'd like them to hold back slightly and let other people uh, ask and answer questions first if possible, uh, just in order to create, as I said, just uh, an environment where everybody feels that they can put their hand up. Cool. So, it's time for a bit of group work. I need the room roughly divided into threes, preferably with an equal mix of research people in the group, so it's not like one team of research. So you want to go a three, a one, a two, and a three. Would that make sense? So we've got an envelope on that there to you. Give that to you and that to you. Okay. And we've got this paper. What you've got is an envelope full of different descriptions about audit, quality improvement and research. 
and a big piece of paper with all its quality, uh, quality improvement and research in the columns. What I'd like you to do in your groups is see which one, uh, which column you think those terms best fall into. So whether there's audit in there, whether it's research, whether it's quality improvement. So if you're able to involve the people behind you and everything and crack on. Right then guys, if we're all finished and happy with what we've put. Okay. Simon, can you see from there? Because I'll need you to. I'll need you to shout out what you've put. Hmm? Pass over. Do you need another chair or? Oh, never mind. I'll stand. Right then, guys. So, where did mandated by royal colleges go? Audit. Audit and quality. Where did you guys? Audit and quality. Yeah. So every year the Royal College of Emergency Medicine sends out audits to do with pain control, to do with certain conditions. All con all colleges do, and every department has to do those audits and send them off as part of our performance. But yeah, quality improvement is also an essential part of uh, that, that uh, all seniors and all doctors in training uh, need to do a quality improvement project, so well done. Uh, what about, uh, must be reassessed, re-evaluated? Audit. Audit again? Yeah? Audit? <laughs> it was definitely an audit. Yeah. Definitely an audit. Okay, so we'll go with audit. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's the thing that we are particularly bad at is we do one audit and it's presented and the junior doctor gets their sign off or whoever presents it gets their sign off and that audit is lost to the ether. And the next year a similar audit is done and people in the audience go, this was said a year ago and we've not learned from it. I think I've, most people probably agree with me on that, that I think the audit process is something that we definitely need to work on. Hopefully through projects like this we will get better at it. Uh, all registrars must complete one of these. So it's actually quality improvement, so that's an essential part of uh, the, the training process is that there must be a, a, a quip done uh, by a doctor in training. Um, first carried out by Florence Nightingale in 1854. What do you guys go with? Research. Research, okay. We audit. Audit. So she is, she's credited with inventing both the audit and the quality improvement project. Do you know what she did? Pie she pretty, she did invent the pie chart as well. She was a very busy lady. Uh, 
basically, yeah, she was in the Crimea watching the soldiers, seeing the messy state of the ward, such as it was, and realised that probably if you washed things and cleaned things and kept a list of what people died from, you might go a long way. So in theory, she invented both the audit and the quality improvement projects. So. What a lady. Great lady. Uh, doesn't need consent. Is it audit and Yeah. Yeah. Quip and audit. So quip and audit. So neither of those need consent, which therefore means needs consent must be researched, I think, by uh, sort of thing to remember. Cyclical process. Audit and QI project, absolutely. Uh, improves patient care. All of them, well done. Um, may determine the safety of a new treatment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Departmental approach to change. Mm-hmm. For all of them? Yeah, QI. Okay, so audit and QI both fall under so the <laughs> departmental approach to change. Excellent. Uh, first carried out in 1747 by Dr. James Lind. Research. Do you know what he did? Has anyone heard this? Scurvy, yes. So our sailors went away for months on end. They didn't have any fruit. They all developed scurvy because none of them got vitamin C. So he sent off, I think they did five. One got citrus fruits. One got some sort of soup. One lot got sea salt, um, sea, uh, sea water to drink and things. And uh, yeah, I don't really think ethical approval would get there through now. Uh, but he determined that the group that went off with lots of citrus fruits did a lot better than the others. So he invented the clinical research process. Okay. Financial rewards. So yeah, depends by what you mean as financial rewards. So it was a bit, was a bit of a vague process. So whether you are by being about quality improvement, you get financial rewards that way. Whether through sequin you get uh, research, uh, you get uh, rewards that way either. So ultimately it depends, but there can be financial rewards with all of them. Uh, what else have we got? Two thirds of this improves healthcare in the UK. What are you guys going with? Research? Research? Yeah, so it's quality improvement projects. So quality improvement projects just set up in departments and then the message spread around the country is two-thirds of them go on to improve healthcare. So that's good. Um, do, do, do you ask uh, Requires good clinical practice certificate. Research. Who in here has got their GCP? Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I've got it done. <laughs> okay. Get it. It's a really good online module. It's really good. How long has it lasted? Sorry? Two years. Three years now. Oh, three, three years. years. Yeah. Get it. Do we need to call a mark now? Okay. So. Measured against standards or protocols? Audit. Audit. 
Research as well. What did you guys in the middle go with? What did you go with? Audit and equip. So it depends really, it's another vague statement, isn't it? So audits and equips require standards and protocols, uh, but then sometimes in research, if you've got a comparison, that comparison might already be a standard that's already being used. So yeah, nice and vague again. Uh, requires consent, I think we've already got that one. That's uh, all in research. Uh, can be published. Any of them can be published, yeah. So I think that's a, another important thing that we need to remember. And looks good on your CV. <laughs> Which is why you get medical students and junior doctors coming on for wanting to do an audit, etc. Because it does look very good on your CV. Have I missed any? Is there any that I've not spoken out yet? No? Is that it? Excellent, well done. So hopefully that, sort of lots of uh, overlapping there as well with the research audit and quality improvement setup. So what I want you to do now is in your groups, imagine that you work in A&E and you are interested in doing either research audit or a quality improvement project looking at A&E uniforms. These are two ducks that are in A&E uniforms. Okay. What I want you to do now is, so if you guys want to think about research, if you guys want to think about audit, if you guys want to think about quality improvement, just in your groups, come up with sort of ideas, how would you approach that? What sort of things would you be interested in? What, um, what process would you go through in order to either do some research and audit or quality improvement in the uh, uniforms that are being used by staff in A&E. I'm going to spend a bit of time on that. Okay. So team research, what were you guys talking about? We had a couple of different ideas. Um, so there was ideas about patient and staff perceptions of uniforms. Okay. Um, and then we had an idea about um, finding out like, the infection control for the side of things, so doing um, swabs of the uniform see how many pieces of bacteria they have compared to people wearing their own clothes. Um, and then we talked about making sure that you knew exactly what you were studying for. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to see maybe how many microbes were on each, each outfit. Mm. Um, and making sure that the person interpreting the data was blinded so they didn't know which was which. Mm. There wasn't any bias. Okay, anything else? And with, with the perspectives, we said it's obviously quite subjective, it's quite hard to measure, um, and you have to make sure you're giving it <coughs> to wide groups of people. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Yeah, you have to, you can justify, make sure that you kind of have an equal number of people in scrubs and an equal number in dresses. Okay. Dresses. <laughs> <laughs> in their own clothes. Yeah, sure. Anything else? Any other issues? Anything else? We talked about the ethics of Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That would come I'm into not it. naming and shaming those with really dirty uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, 
we'll talk, I mean, our next uh, session next month is on the uh, research um, method and how to design a research project. So obviously we're just taking a quick snapshot of it. And obviously our whole course that we're doing this on is on uh, research terminology, etc. Uh, I suppose a key part in the research is to know what we already know and therefore by process what we don't know. So that involves a literature search, that's a key part, and that's another session that we'll be doing on later on in this course. So for example, you may find that somebody in America has written a paper that says that if consultants wear bright pink scrubs, it makes them more approachable and that improves patient care. And you might read that paper and go, I quite like that as an idea of research and think about that. Okay, I would love to see some of my consultants in bright pink scrubs. <laughs> Um, but you've got to think, you know, is that applicable to my population? Is it applicable over here uh, in the UK healthcare system, for example, and things like that? Um, and so from that in, you've then got to think about how you're going to design your project. And do you know of a mnemonic that you can, be that you can use if you're designing a research project? Claudia? Pico. Pico, P-I-C-O. So your population, your intervention, your comparison, and your outcome. So our population in this case would be A&E consultants. Our intervention would be making them wear bright pink scrubs. Our comparison would be them versus their quite scary black scrubs that they currently wear. But then we've got to think then about our outcome. So what is our outcome? So that's the difficult thing as well. If we're making our consultants seem more approachable, does that mean that the amount of times that a junior doctor has written that they've spoken to a consultant, is that therefore our outcome? Are we looking at the number of outcomes there? That would be a quantitative research, something you can easily count. Is it just the general feeling of how junior doctors feel around those consultants? So you could survey them and that would be qualitative. These are all things that we'll talk about during the, the process. But then you may find out that in the course of doing this, in making consultants wear bright pink scrubs, that your four week, uh, your four week wait to be seen, it does feel like that sometimes, your four, <laughs> your four hour wait to be seen has gone down. And you might say, well therefore, making my consultants wear bright pink scrubs makes the four hour target go down. But that's what we would call a secondary outcome. You are actually looking at the number of times that a junior doctor talks to that consultant, but you've also found something else by, by, uh, along with that project. So that's the difference between a primary outcome and a secondary outcome. Now that all falls into the discussion around that research and how research can be misappropriated by people who don't, who, um, in the media for example, and talk about these things. JT, is that yes. definitely a secondary outcome? Or are you saying if you've ruled out the fact that it was like a confounding factor or anything like that? Well then that's my other thing, because then that then falls into looking at it. So you might say, well I've done this piece of research in a small A&E rather than a large one. I did this piece of research in you know, August, during, you know, it wasn't in the height of winter. Um, yeah, I did it when all these other things are going on. So these are all the things that we can then talk about in, when we're talking about our research. This is all the stuff that we'll talk about as we go forward through this curriculum. And as I said, that also then talks about our method, whether we use a qualitative, whether we use a quantitative approach to our uh, research. That all falls into the discussion about whether actually what we're talking about with our research is correct. Excellent. I really do want bright pink scrubs. That'd be lovely. Not for me, but... Mm. <laughs> Ramsey in bright pink scrubs would just be beautiful. Uh, team audit, what did you guys think about when it was uh, thinking about uniforms in A&E? What, what did you talk about? 
Ali? <laughs> So yeah, so I think audit, as we talked about before, you, you, you need those standards beforehand, don't you? So, and you, this therefore comes, where do those standards come from? So they could come from within your department, they could come from the trust, they could be national. With the WHO checklist, it's an international uh, standard uh, that uh, we use in, in theatre. So you need some sort of standards, something to go against, and that's a key part of the audit. Something that comes in, preferably from outside, it may well be mandated, as we already talked about, that you have to judge your current practice against. Okay. And then what you need to do is you need to see your performance against that practice, and you may have targets within that. So, for example, with the Royal College of Emergency Medicine, they say that they want all patients with the severe pain to be seen within 15 minutes to have their analgesia assessed and they expect a performance of 95%. And that is clear, okay, clear hard data. If you're not matching up to that, the key part of that is then to stage an intervention, okay, something to change it. So with our audit, you might, you were talking about certain things, so pens in the top. So you might find that staff are walking around with pens in their top uh, uh, pockets and that that you fail massively on that one aspect. You do really well on everything else, but you fail on that one. So what sort of intervention could be staged? Well, it could be educational. You could part, start putting in roll call, by the way, guys, you need to stop doing this. It's, uh, you know, you're failing on the audit. Can you all please stop <coughs> doing it? And run that intervention several times to make sure that you're covering as many members of your staff as possible. You may be even more extreme and cut the pockets out entirely and get rid of them. That's so that suggestion. Why do we have the pockets? You would wonder that, wouldn't you? Yeah. I like that in the trust videos that you see. There's uh, staff you can see here are clearly wearing, you know, this is not, this is against uniform policy, don't do it. Yeah, anyway. Well, what else? yeah, anyway. <laughs> so you might cut them out, you might sew them shut. Okay, and here you go. That's your intervention. And then you repeat the process. So you're having a look at that intervention. So I think the trouble is with audit, very often it's that first step that we do and we leave it at that. We realise that we are, not, we are good against some things, not so good against others. We don't stage an efficient intervention and then we certainly don't repeat the cycle. Okay? And as we said, that could be a cyclical process over years. You're saying that we used to be this bad, this, well, this good against, uh, with uniforms, we're now even this better. And that's a key part of that audit process. So it's that cyclical process of making sure that we always repeat it. Finally, Team Quip, what were you guys thinking about? Simon? <laughs> uh, we had sort of lots of parts, really. Um, so we just got to break, the, break it down into separate sort of, uh, parts of the programme. Um, so think about sort of how you identify staff. Um, so asking sort of patients and staff outside the department how you do that mm -hmm. uh, as a starting point. Um, and then we've got to look at other things like 
sort of getting facial cultural um, input, asking stuff about uh, practicality of uniforms, get manufacturers involved. Um, yeah, um, we'd use a PDSA approach. And what does PDSA stand for, Simon? I'll pass that to my team. <laughs> 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 Planned Excellent, yeah. So in many ways, QUIP is quite similar to audit in many aspects of it. And you may actually be asked to do a QUIP following an audit. So you may find out that you've done an audit and you, you're real that part of your practice is letting you down as a department. And you may therefore be tasked to do a quality improvement project to improve that aspect. So it's all about looking at a process, something that you do in your department. That could be as simple as hand washing, all the way up to the most complicated procedure, but some part of your process that uh, uh, your performance is not good at. So yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ideas there. You might decide, you might look at the process of a patient journey through A&E and realise that the time it takes for that patient to be first assessed and cannulated is taking you too long. And against a national audit, you're not, you're, you're failing. So you want to plan, design, study, and act a, a quip, and this is a key mnemonic for the, the quality improvement project. So you might think, well, actually. If you're looking at the uniforms uh, from an approach, if I designed a uniform that allowed people to carry cannulation equipment on them, like some sort of a bandana like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, actually we might shave some time off them being cannulated rather than going backwards and forwards to the cannulation trolley. So that might be something that you do. So I'm going to plan this, I'm going to design this uh, project, and I'm going to advertise it and set it up and our staff who are first seeing patients as they come off the ambulance are going to wear this special kit and I think it might shave off time that it takes those patients to be cannulated. You do it and you study it. So you run it and you study. And you look at the data that you get from that and then you act on that data. And you might find with your quality improvement project that you um, actually have no difference what's at all, or you might find that you are shaving some time off. And then a key part of that is to embed it. Okay. So you embed it then the practice within your first your department, but then nationally. And if you look at uh, NHS quality improvement, there's a lot of shared practice, uh, pam pamphlets, etc., that different departments, different trusts have done, and that they are sharing this good practice across. So that's another key part of the quality improvement project. Cool. So I'm well aware that it's getting late, but these are some good links. If you want to write those down or take a photo, this top one is a really good link uh, from um, the NHS on quality improvement. And this bottom one is a really good article in the BMJ about how to set up an audit. So those are two very good resources that I recommend you read further explore some of the stuff that we've talked about today. Everybody got that? Cool. So we will be podcasting this session, so for those who may not be able to attend further sessions, Take Orally is the podcast that we've released here from Dream. Please make sure you spell that right before you type it into an internet search engine. <laughs> I am not responsible for others you may find. Uh, it's also on Twitter. You can find Take Orally on both SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, if you want to give them a listen, it's nice and free. Including you, Ali.
Yes. You're yes. on there as well. <laughs> Our next session is the 21st of March where we'll be exploring some of the things we've already talked about. So formulating research questions and designing a project. So I appreciate this has very much been sunscreen today. We've covered a lot, but sort of the early concepts. But next month we'll be looking at that into some more detail. Some stuff that you guys have already been talking about, including PICO. Thank you very much. I hope you now feel a little bit happier, like the Stormtrooper does. Uh, hopefully see you all next month. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. That was the uh, Take Orderly podcast, the live recording of the first session of Unblinding Research, Introduction to Audit, Quality Improvement Projects and Research. Don't forget to check out www.takeorally.com where you'll be able to find a blog post uh, containing the presentation for this talk plus more information and uh, the um, links to other resources as well. You can also find Take Orally on both SoundCloud and iTunes as well as on Facebook on, and Twitter where you can also find NUH Dream for more information on research and education opportunities within emergency medicine, acute medicine and major trauma.